You're listening to an encore presentation of the original Loretta Brown Show. <laughs> Good morning and welcome to the original Loretta Brown Show, radio to open the heart, heal the soul, awaken the consciousness, and da, 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 make you laugh, maybe. <laughs> maybe? <laughs> you questioned it. I don't think you should question that. That's a I just want to tell jokes today. Can we just tell jokes? I just, you know, sometimes it's uh, sort of like that, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, thank you. Big shout out to Benny Mathers, my amazing magical producer who does everything I don't know how to do and then sometimes. Keep it right? going. Keep it going. Keep it going. Keep it going. <laughs> okay. That's enough. That's I enough. think. <laughs> Didn't we rename this show a few years back, uh, Benny in the Mouth or something? Ah, uh, you I did. <laughs> I didn't. You did. <laughs> I think we need to lighten it up. Anyway, uh, everybody out there, I hope you're having a, a wonderful day, a beautiful morning. And I have a great guest. We're going to have um, really interesting conversation, and I'm really looking forward to it. I am the owner of Reiki Oasis. Reiki Oasis. Yeah, right. <laughs> located right here in the greater Seattle area for the last 27 years. And I am still there. I know I've made it through this year. I belly crawled part of the way I zoomed my way through that's yeah, actually I did. Yeah. <laughs> anyway, so you can find out more about me, Loretta Brown at ReikiOasis.com and also at the KKNW. We have all the archived shows and you can find them. You can download them. We're on all kinds of podcasts and um, yeah, listen to them. There's a really, really great speakers. And one of my, uh, one of my deals, I, I say one of the things that I do on planet earth is just create a platform for you to be able to enjoy many, many wonderful people and not just me. <laughs> That's how that goes. I do not know what's going on with me today. I, maybe I slept well, but I do hope that uh, we're making you laugh. Beautiful day here in Seattle. And for those people down in Oregon, I'm just sending some prayers and some uh, prayers for rain for that big, big, huge 400,000 acre bootleg fire, which um, I'm sending some uh, prayers out for uh, family members that are about 10 miles north of there right now. So we hope everybody stays safe and well and uh, I don't know, enjoy life, right? Um, I do have a few things coming up at Reiki Oasis this Saturday. I have my monthly class for women, Temple of the Divine Feminine. We meet once a month. It is via Zoom. We're having a wonderful time in there uh, working on this year. Our theme is uh, the Kintsugi Bowl. Is it all right to be broken? And what does it mean to put yourself back together? So please join us. You don't have to have been there all year. You can come anytime you want. And of course, we're going to be entering into the full moon and the lion's gate. So we always do some kind of ceremonies around that. Every Sunday at 11 a.m. Pacific Standard Time, Sunday Meditation with Loretta. And you can sign up for that. If you can't come, don't worry about it. I send you a recording. And then we are a listener-supported show. Thank you to all my patrons. You can go to patreon.com slash the Loretta Brown Show and uh, become part of the magic. And I keep you know, saying, keep watching, there's stuff coming out on there, and there is, so hang on, I, I'm trying to update a whole lot of things uh, via technology and on the internet, and I, I am admitting, um, I'm very intuitive, but I'm, I'm not a techie person, but 
technology is my friend. Thank you very, very much because that's why we're here. Uh, a few little uh, check-ins with astrology, and then I want to bring Les Jensen on because um, he's amazing and I can feel it and I want to talk to him. Uh, we do on July 23rd to 24th, we're reaching the peak of the lunar cycle with a full moon in the sign of Aquarius. This is one of two Aquarius full moons we will experience because next month in August, we also have another Aquarius full moon on August 22nd. Two Aquarian full moons back to back indicate that these moons will work in harmony with each other energetically. Having two full moons in Aquarius within a calendar year also puts an emphasis on the sign of Aquarius. Aquarius is an air sign that is represented by the water bearer, which always makes people scratch their heads, right? And what that means, it's a sign of alchemical changes. The water bearer has the gift of being able to collect water, which signifies the emotions of the world in its vessel and transmute them using the power of air. That's alchemy, that's transformation, that's big stuff. The water bearer is then able to pour them back down to the world, bringing a shift in consciousness. It is this nourishing act that gives Aquarian energy a natural healing quality and one that we can connect with on this July full moon and actually especially all the way through to the next Aquarian full moon in August. And this is especially true because a Chiriclo, the asteroid of spirit medicine, is also active at this time. Chiriclo allows us to venture into unseen worlds to understand the higher purpose and spiritual growth that can occur when we find ourselves in a healing crisis. Chiriclo is currently in the sign of Aquarius and conjunct this full moon, adding a soothing and healing vibration, as well as beckoning us to go deeper, go deeper in your heart, go deeper in your soul, and think about the spiritual side of your healing. How can we choose to take what has transpired or whatever we're healing and use it as fuel for our spiritual journey? Chiriclo is also supportive of seeking alternative healing methods, such as Things that happen in an energetic level, such as crystals, energy healing, Reiki, channeling, vibrational medicine, and alternative therapies. And this Aquarian full moon is also bringing in the energies of Leo, the sign of Leo, and the Lionsgate portal on August 8th. Leo season starts July 23rd, and it's a fiery energy. Sometimes fire is good. It can burn away things that need to go. And then the Lion's Gate portal opens from July 28th to August 12th. will peak on 8-8, which is kind of a big day. A lot of people are doing things on that day. During the 8-8 portal, the star Sirius moves super close to the Earth and aligns with Orion. And we can expect an energetic shower of light codes and, and energy uh, to help bring in our activations. So we're in a time of great change. Uh, lots of wonderful things going on. I, I feel it. I know a lot of people feel it. And this is actually the perfect day for my guest. 
So my guest today, and thanks for your patience with all the astrology, but I kind of shortened it for a few weeks and felt like I needed to give people a little more. But my guest today is Les Jensen. He's an inspirational speaker, a radio host, an energy master and visionary, and the author of several books to include Citizen King, The New Age of Power. Les is committed to promoting personal empowerment and his life service of, of his life purpose of being of service to others. In 2009, Les created New Human Living, and he also hosts New Human Living Radio. Uh, that's got really great guests and wonderful things on it. Welcome to the show, Les. It's great to have you. Mm -hmm. Thanks. Thank you so much for having me. I'm so glad to be here. Yeah, I was really looking forward to this interview, especially because I saw pictures of you riding your motorcycle around in the mountains. <laughs> and I went, oh, we could just talk about that. That's beautiful. Yeah. Yep. It, it, you know, what surprised me about riding my bike, I hadn't ridden for decades. And uh, so I got a bike maybe a year or two ago. And if I take a longer trip and I get out of town, these windy mountain roads, I find myself that I'm not steering anymore. My arms are not part of it. And that my whole body's just doing this really wow. gentle thing. And it, I, I wasn't expecting that. It kind of came out of nowhere, but it was, <laughs> it was so nice. I think I'm hooked. You think, yeah. You know, I actually understand that. Um, I'm kind of an adventurer. You know, I love to know what 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 is what's there. And one of my jokes is like, if I go hiking, it's like, oh, but if I take this trail, there's those ten over there. Where are they going? Right. You right. know, it's that that curiosity. But yeah, no, I I loved seeing those pictures and also the beauty of the place on planet Earth that you live. So yeah, share it. thanks for sharing that. Um, I want to talk uh, a little bit. This this book to me, Citizen King, and I'm I'm showing the uh, cover to the people on YouTube and people on the radio. I'm you know I'm just telling you the book is called Citizen King, and uh, the New Age of Power. I think this book is so appropriate for right now, uh, especially after coming out of the pandemic. And I and we'll get to that in a minute, but. Could you please share with the listening audience um, a, a little bit about your journey? Because you talk about some sort of a, a cosmic two by four event that broke you open. And I think we need to lay that as the groundwork. Sure. Well, I was <laughs> um, 35 years old. Had you asked me in the moment, who are you? What are you doing? what's your life going to be? I would say, uh, I'm a broadcast television engineer. And it was kind of a, a monoistic um, sense of self. And I, I think we kind of get stuck when all we do is we live in our mind and our soul has other ideas for our life. And so the proverbial cosmic two by four, this was an unexpected event cracked me open. Um, real quickly, I ended up on a shrink's couch and my, my life was pretty much collapsing. In hindsight, my life was getting smaller and smaller. 
And the psychiatrist put out his hand and he said, come on, push on my hand. I want to, I want you to show me your anger. And I'm like, I don't get angry. This is so pointless. And I pushed and nothing happened. And he kind of got up in my face and he said, no, look, it's safe. I'm safe. You're safe. I want to see it. Really, I want to see it. And Loretta, in that moment, some unknown valve in my psyche opened up and this huge amount of anger energy comes pouring out of me. Huge. And I'm like, what is this? Wow. In, in the event, I'm, I'm feeling this raw energy just flowing very, very rapidly out of my psyche. And I'm like, who are you or what are you? And the anger was like, I don't care. Label me whatever you will. And in hindsight, that showed me that karma, the principles of karma, are really impersonal. Our relationship with our karma tends to be out of habit. Yeah, you said so much in that. Um, so this anger had been inside you somewhere, but you had never, uh, I'm going to uh, suppose something, you know, I'm going to say something, you can tell me if that's right or not. So was it not okay to express anger in your life up to that point? Or well, did you just, were you just disconnected from the feeling of that? Well, anger was a decisive element in my family of origin. My dad was a World War II vet. Oh. And, I'm, and I'm sure he developed a deep sense of anger when he was forced to learn how to murder people point blank. And if anybody in the household stirred his anger up, everybody wanted to become invisible. Um, and I'm the last of seven kids. I think I learned very early on, we don't do anything that might stir up dad's anger. And so wow. in that very early stage of my life, I, I guess I made some subconscious mechanism that if anger was going to come up in my psyche, I would make choices that would push it back down. And fast forward three decades, and I had an immense amount of unexpressed anger in my psyche. Wow. Um, by the way, so you're the seventh child? Yes. Uh, I'm the seventh child. Aren't they the best? Seven of eight. I know. <laughs> <laughs> Someone told me years ago, and I, I don't know if this is true or not, they said the seventh child is the special one. I go, well, I'm special. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I mean, did, didn't you have free reign to think whatever you wanted? I mean, after mm -hmm. seven kids, nobody's looking down. Everybody's looking up. And so you could think whatever you want. Nobody would, you know, I, I see it as a very um, um, valuable part of my personality in that yeah. I kind of created my own dominion, so to speak, my own um, set of uh, perspectives and values. And I think that's what makes my writing so unique. Yeah, I love, I, I'm totally on board with what you just said. Um, um, you know, not, not to deviate too far, but yeah, um, 
I actually believe that I grew up in a different family than my older siblings. I have yes. different parents. Yes. And my joke has always been that I raised myself. Right. And like yes. you, you know, because I'm observant and like many people listening and like you and you even shared with us that you you watched what was going on in the environment. You adapted in order to be able to be, quote, safe or survive or not incur, you know, dad's wrath, so to speak. Right. Yes. Mm -hmm. But there's a creative element to that, or there's an observational element to that, which I do think comes into, um, yeah, who you are and how you responded to these, these experiences. Um, I, you can comment on that, but I have a question about the anger, right? Sure, let's do it. Um, when this anger came out of you, because you know we're talking about energy and we're talking about force, right? And how did that express itself? Was it, was it just that something popped open in you and here that came and you were like, oh my gosh, what is that? What, because my question really is, how did that lead you into living differently? Oh my God, it was the elephant in the room. Mm -hmm. the, um, my ego was scared to death of the feeling of anger. What was the consequence of anger? Seeing a deep sense of fear on my mother's face. I don't want that to ever happen. Um, feeling the wrath. My dad never hit us, but he'd cut you in half with his eyes. He was a very, very intense man. And so yeah. my ego would do anything to avoid what might if there's a slimmest chance of evoking an angry response out of my persona, I would, I would shift gears and avoid that narrative. And so much of my life was off the table. I couldn't challenge anything. I couldn't speak my truth. I couldn't do anything that... Um, that might elicit an angry response. And so as I charged up more and more anger, more and more things came off the table. So to answer your question, how did that affect me? I think the gift of that cosmic two by four is that it just happened like that. And there was no trigger event. And so it's not like I'm in an argument. It's not like I have to defend myself poof, and I'm feeling this anger. Yeah. And, and that helped me kind of smell it, sense it, um, and feel it. And so, boy, after that session, I'm like, wait, time out. If that much stuff is inside me, what else is there? And so I personally, mm -hmm. for the last 25 years, I've been scrubbing my psyche. And when I would hit anger and feel it come up, I could break the reactive tendency to avoid it and allow it out. That's all it wanted was to get out. And so by changing my relationship with anger, many more choices came on online as far as what I could do day in and day out, if that makes sense. Oh, that makes perfect sense to me. Um, you know, <clears throat> I've done a lot of work with that. And I also work a lot with people. And I, I know that, you know, this, you know, when I read your book, I was thinking about 
like you say, uh, many, many people find themselves sort of walking on eggshells or holding their breath a little bit. Yeah. And especially in certain circumstances or with certain people, right? Sure. And, and that to me starts to really bottle, you know, bottle, 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 or stuff, stuff, stuff. Yeah. Um, and, and you're talking about something a very, in a very different manner as though somehow by opening that you're, you're starting some sort of flow of something. Oh, certainly. The, um, like I had mentioned before that moment, I had only seen myself as a broadcast television engineer. And after that, I, I, uh, I started paying, when I started paying attention to myself to, to find out uh-huh. whenever a new feeling had come up, I, I started noticing this like uh, inner dialogue that I totally ignored. I think I was 100% in my head and I ignored the inspiration of my heart and my soul. After I got cracked open, you know, I'm getting these impulses like, let's write a book. I'm like, (laughs) (laughs) I'm a small town kid from Utah. Who the wants to hear what I have to say? Right. And so even then my ego's like, no, 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 we can't do that. And thank goodness I had the wherewithal. You know, Citizen King, really, it's about teaching your ego the value of stepping back and kind of handing the steering wheel of your life up to your soul. Because once I started tuning into this inner stream, this inner flow of inspiration, start a radio show, write books, become a speaker, those weren't even on my radar. And so now my ego is excited when new information gets downloaded. I want to honor that flow by taking the inspiration in and then out into effect. And that flow is the intended design of, of what it means to be a human. Yeah what it means to be a human. Um, I'm thinking of so many things while you're talking uh, to teach the ego to step back. And also I was uh, thinking earlier, you're talking about how you're living in your head, but you know, many, many times we are, we're just like, there's so, it's so busy. Um, I recently started just doing this thing where every once in a while I just snap my fingers. I'm like, stop. And then (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> what are you thinking and feeling right now? And it's, it's, it's kind of horrifying. I have to tell you it's, uh, but it's, it's my little uh, attempt to try to step into this flow that you talk about, or this way of constantly getting it out of you, let it come, be present with yourself. What are you thinking? Why are you thinking that? Do you want to be thinking that? Because that's creating emotion, right? Sure. Yes. And, and it's also exhausting. <laughs> Right. <laughs> well, and and the ego, the ego's this three-dimensional symbol processor, and our soul is this multi-dimensional, timeless um, persona. Our soul knows about next week and next month. It it saw twenty twenty coming a mile yeah. away, yeah. and if we just live in our heads, and and the reality, so to speak, that we're living in starts doing this with the twenty twenty stuff. Our egos pulling all the levers and pushing all the buttons, trying to get back to a sense of normal, 
And the soul's like, let the flipping cart tip over. Yeah. Normal sucked. I mean, we we can do a much better narrative for humanity in 2020 will be the upheaval as such a wonderful gift. The upheaval that brings the unconscious of not only ourselves individually, but ourselves collectively from the unconscious, just like I had that unconscious anger, it's going to bring it up into a conscious space. And now we can do something with it. Well, and I'm also thinking about how 2020 in its own right is that cosmic two by four that hit the, the planet. Yes. And, you know, all year, you know, because I do all kinds of things, but I've been working with um, uh, extreme fear, right? Um, yes. Terror and yes. anger, serious yes. anger. And uh, so I, yeah, yeah. I'm like, it has all come, it's coming to the surface if it has not already come. And people are shifting their lives. Well, there's there's some spiritual teachers that say you should never feel anger. And I, I totally disagree. Oh, all, of, yeah. all of our emotions are, are a natural messenger. Our emotions are a messenger in the moment. And what does anger tell us? Anger tells us, okay, here we are in a situation that doesn't serve us. And, and so the anger is kind of a wake-up flag that says, what is it about this that isn't honoring you? And the gift of anger, the gift of anger is there's this immense, rich energy. Did I just call anger rich? Yes. Yes, you did. <laughs> the, the energy behind <laughs> anger, the energy behind anger gives us the fuel when we recognize the incongruency, we've got this packet of energy to execute the change with. How cool is that? Oh, that I have to sit with that because that is so powerful. And, you know, to harness the energy of that rather and, and to be able to direct it or recognize, yes, this is here and this can help me. Yes. That's enormous, Les. So, so you get the flag saying, look yeah. how you're incongruent here. And here's a whole bunch of energy to fuel the actions, the, the beliefs, the thoughts that'll develop a new narrative, a new paradigm for you. So you're not going to bump into this incongruency again. It, it's really, it's this human genome experience there's so much grace to it when you step far enough back and see how the it's really an elegant exquisite design karma is a beautiful impersonal thing karma just like gravity is extremely impersonal it doesn't care how you experience it the, our relationship to our karma tends to be a, a habitual pattern Mm -hmm. A habitual reactive pattern that creates the same results. And so I changed my relationship with anger in an instant. And now I appreciate anger. If I feel anger come online, I'm like, ooh, ooh, <laughs> I, what, what, what's going on here? And uh, I value it as a, as a very important um, notification system, so to speak, to show me when I've been incongruent with myself. 
Yeah, I love what you said. Um, yeah, uh, emotions are message messages or messengers or um, navigational tools of some kind. You know, yes. they're they're directing us when they come. I, I love this. Instead of denying them, shoving them down, or or you know, trying to kill them, <laughs> right? <laughs> you know, we kill things we don't understand and kill it or make it go away. Um, but to embrace them in some manner to, to uh, communicate with it. So we're going to take a station break and um, don't go away because we have lots more wonderful things. I'm talking to Les Jensen. We're going to get a little bit further into his book, Citizen King, The New Age of Power, and um, yeah, when we we get back, I got like 25 questions less, just maybe one or two. Yeah. So we're going to take a station break. We'll be right back. Did you know that Reiki healing can be done at a distance? It's true. So let Reiki Oasis focus powerful energy to help relieve your stress, grief, sadness, anger, and so much more. Convenient, personalized treatments at a distance can increase lightness of being. During your appointment, find a quiet place to lie down or sit to receive healing energies. If you want help with your dis-ease, visit ReikiOasis.com. Harness life's energy. Visit ReikiOasis.com today. Alternative Talk 1150, here to uplift your day. You're listening to an encore presentation of the original Loretta Brown Show. Welcome back to the original Loretta Brown Show with my guest, Les Jensen, and he's an author and a radio host and all kinds of amazing, wonderful things. And he got blown open by a cosmic two by four a while back. And uh, now he's living the dream. Yeah, he's living the dream. <laughs> His book, Citizen King, The New Age of Power. Um, in your book, and I'm going to quote because I, I wrote it down because um, I just thought it was so appropriate. And you wrote this book actually a few years ago, I think. I did. But on, on page 24 of your book, you write, we are at the precipice of a shifting point in humanity that has so much potential, so much raw potential that has yet to be fully tapped. The next revolution will be that of human consciousness, of human empowerment. To bring more choices to the masses holds immense potential for the entrepreneur who could provide those new channels of choice. It also provides an opportunity for commerce that hasn't existed before because humanity has been monopolized on so many different levels. Can you talk about, very briefly, because I won't go too far into it, sure. the monolithic systems, how they have held us back or how we have played into that and what might sure. it be if they weren't there? What would happen to us? Well, well, karmically, monolithic systems are train wrecks. They're collective train wrecks. Like we have one monetary system. Did that crash in 2008? Did that? I remember that. Yeah. Did that tip everybody's card over? It tipped mine. When, mm -hmm. when we when we have a monolithic anything in our collective, it's it's a karmic um, tragedy. So, for, for example, uh, you want to get your car fixed. You look in the yellow pages, there's 30 pages of mechanics. But your electricity goes out, there's one phone number to call, the power company. Yeah. 
And so in this new paradigm, humanity's not gonna tolerate corralling us into monolithic systems. It's extremely profitable for those at the top of the pyramid and they've preferred to have that. But as that pyramid shatters and we go to more of a honeycomb type structure in our society, we're gonna need to have a honeycomb solution for what used to be a, a monolithic or a pyramid type source. And so um, not only will we be inspired for the new academics, the new commerce, the new, um, all the different new paradigms that will create a, a model that will honor us. Um, it's really a extremely powerful time to provide new services to humanity. I'm, I'm kind of weaving together what you said before the break and, and what you just said, um, because I know that at the practical level, a lot of my clientele and my friends are saying, Loretta, I am just so fed up right with, yes. you know, fill in the blank. And, and, and like you say, I, I, I myself feel like there's been this stricture and it's like, I'm, I'm just trying to break free from it. And yes. we, we know we want to break free. We know that we're feeling this need for expansion or, or to be the new human, which I really want you to talk about at some point, but how do, how do we navigate through this when, <sighs> Okay, so we, we know how we're feeling. We're feeling the tightness of the birth canal or whatever, but we don't quite know where we're going. Right. Well, in the past, we've pretty much uh, overdosed on ego. We've, we've made all our choices from our mind. And so certainly there's so much turmoil and you look at the collective story and it's like, where do I fit in here? What, what's my part of this narrative? Go inside, slow that mind down, create spaces of silence where your heart and your soul can inspire you. There's going to be trillions of dollars of, of commerce possible right. as we fill in the void when these monolithic systems collapse. And your role in it was decided before you're even born. Your yeah. soul knows all about your narrative. You have the best seat in the house right now. So tune in to your inspiration and don't let your ego be the critic. Sit with it and feel it and allow it to transform and, and settle in your psyche. Now that I write books, I can't imagine not writing books, but that first time it came in my psyche, come on, come on, I dare you. I'm not gonna write nothing. <laughs> So, and, and, and your book addresses this, I, I, I'm feeling, a, a, you know, like you say, the, how to tap into the inspiration yes. and the, the dominion, the sovereignty. I want you to talk about the title of your book, Citizen King. What do you mean by that? By sovereignty and dominion? Well, the, the, untethered ego made a, a nuclear arsenal that would have vaporized the planet. And this is just a handful of people. They empowered themselves to make the choice of vaporizing the planet their own. So the, the evil side of humanity didn't blink an eye. 
about deciding for the masses. Well, flip that over. It's time for the heart and the soul to come in. We need to have the, the sense of dominion. I'm a soul incarnate like any other soul in the history of time. I have a divine right to express my vision, my preference of what I want for humanity. Mm -hmm. because our soul's going to show us really big ideas for our life. And if right. we can't, if we can't anchor that with a sense of sovereignty, yes, I deserve this. Yes. I'm here for this. If we can't go all the way and connect with that, that's dominion and sovereignty right there to say, I'm here. Imagine Moses saying, well, you know, <laughs> there's a big desert out here. Let's just stay here. Who am I to guide all these people around? You can't do that. I mean, when when your role is a big role in this next chapter, you need to stand and deliver with a sense of confidence. So when we have big and bold dreams, you know, because this is true, um, so many of us will play small. Yes. Or, or will back up from it. And I've even had this experience, and I myself have done this, as well as people I've talked to, where I'll say, well, what, what is your dream? And they'll go, oh, well, mm -hmm. and I go, no, no, what is it? And, and they'll be like, well, you know, this probably sounds really egotistical, but I right. would love to. Yes, you know. yes. And, and when they say it, you can feel the truth of it. Yes. Like, oh, my gosh, you should totally be doing that. Right. right? But and, it's it's so foreign to them. Their ego's yes. like, I don't know what the outcome's going to be. We can't do anything uncertain. Or I, but Loretta, I have to go do this job. You, yes. you do understand I have to pay the bills to the monolithic yes. system. So yeah. I. <laughs> <laughs> and they're kind of cracking the whip over us. But um, yeah, so there's that. And, and the other thing. And, and you mentioned it, there's, there's, I'm jotting things down like crazy. Um, there is this gap between here, you know, here I am doing this thing and I have this big, bold dream, like writing a book or whatever. Yes. And, and there's a gap though, between that and the actual manifestation of that. Can you talk to that for just a little bit? Because I know that that actually can overwhelm people. Sure. Indeed. You know. And a lot of times we don't take that first step because we can't see the whole journey. But but the curious thing is how how that big dreams comes into fruition is not our ego's responsibility. Our soul has the vision. Our soul knows the contacts. Our soul knows the narrative of this year, next year, and the next 10 years. So to tune in like, um, say you want to be a screenplay writer and your soul says, go go volunteer at the homeless shelter. And I'm like, what the crud does that have to do with screenplay writing? Right. Well, you're going you're gonna to immerse yourself in the struggle of humanity right there. You'll write better. And uh, a retired screenplay writer is the director. You know, if you would just trust for a minute that I'm giving you inspiration to help you along your way to become a screenwriter. But our ego takes that and says, homeless shelter, what else you got? Wow, that is so true. 
No, I mean, I mean, it's just so true. <laughs> it's kind of funny. I'm thinking about you riding your motorcycle going, well, I was just going to do this and then nope, I'm doing that. Right. Um, That's right. But my whole life has been that way. You know, everything I've ever done has led to this moment. Right. right? Yes. And, and then I can tell this is leading to something else, but, but like you and like everybody, I, I can't see all the details. They're, you know, not, it's, they're not your problem. Mm -mm. <laughs> and I think we do stop ourselves because we've been taught you've got to have a checklist and you've got to. Yeah, to try you know, handle everything, handle everything. Yeah, you've got to handle it. <laughs> I feel like, oh, tomorrow's another day. Anyway, <laughs> gone with wind. But um, I, wa I want you to talk about the heart and, and love and oh unconditional my. love and getting inside because you said, you know, you got to go in and, and I want to say this and then I want you to talk, but you know, I, I say to people all the time, we are leaving a, 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 an era and entering another era. You could say we're, we're leaving the age of Pisces going to the age of Aquarius, or we're leaving the time of the fifth sun going to the sixth sun, but there's a shifting going on to where instead of defining myself by looking outside myself at all those people and what they say, we're being asked to go in. Who are you? What are the gifts that you brought? What is in your heart of hearts, your soul of souls? And how can you bring that to the world? So um, that's just my two cents, but do talk about love, talk about the heart and talk about going in to find that, that direction. Mm -hmm. Love, love is such a powerful, beautiful thing. And a lot of times we kind of brand it as painful because we associate yeah. it with our relationships. And when our relationships break up, it hurts. Well, it's not love that hurts. It's the karma. It's the void in our psyche. It's our lack of wholeness that hurts. Love in and of itself does not hurt. It's actually very nurturing, very fulfilling. And it there's no boundary to love. It, I mean, we could talk about this for four or five hours, but um, to bring it more specifically to the role, the idea of a citizen king, to love yourself. So your, your soul has this grand adventure handcrafted just for you and your ego sitting there looking at it going <laughs> i'm not so sure about that right and uh -huh. <laughs> and when you when you teach when you teach yourself to open up to the the love that your soul has and you take those steps even though you don't know the outcome your soul can show you the many, many faces of love that exist all throughout your day. I mean, as simple as tasting that first cup of coffee in the morning mm -hmm. or a little puppy dog surprising you from behind. There's love everywhere, but we're not, we're really not in the habit of looking for it. No, we're not. And I've always thought that you know, English is a limited language because it just has this word love. And yes, you know, people are people are awkward. I think they're awkward around love. Like, oh, I love you. Oh, yeah, I love you too. Yes. Really? What? <laughs> <laughs> when you when you truly love yourself, you don't care what anybody else thinks. 
it doesn't matter. And so how do we fall in love with ourselves, Les? Forgiveness and compassion. Oh my gosh. We're in a tough, we're in a tough school here. Souls come here to learn the advanced class of what it means to be human. This is a karmic tsunami. You don't come to planet Earth for karma 101. This is like if you can incarnate on earth in this tsunami, mm -hmm. discover love within your persona, and then learn how to embody it and live it, you're the grandmaster puha of all that is. I mean, really, really, no, this is no lighthearted. I know when we were reading the brochure, come to earth, it'll be fun, you know. <laughs> That's my joke. Under those <laughs> heavenly trees, we drinking our tea or what we were doing. And we said, yeah, that sounds good. Let's go do that. Right. I said, less I'm in, let's go. And I'm like, wait a minute. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, this idea, though, of self-love, you know, self-dominion, uh, everyone being a king. Yeah. Because you, you point that out, like citizen king is all everyone is a king it's not like a oppressive uh, not at all kingdom it's like right? the kingdom kingdom of heaven within you and, mm -hmm. and to pull that out into a life experience and and the book clearly lays out like it really takes you through all kinds of things like i didn't have tabbies but i do tag the pages so <laughs> i had a lot of tags in your book um it really resonated with me but I really highly recommend that people get it. I, I can't think of a more appropriate time on planet Earth um, because I feel like as a collective, like what I quoted from your book, we are headed in a certain direction. And can you just speak to that? Like, what direction are we going? Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. We're, the slate is getting proverbially wiped clean. And and what are we going to have which is scaring a bunch of people oh yeah. but but look at the suffering and the pain of the past that's getting wiped clean too yeah. so what is the future going to be what do you want it to be it's our opportunity to really create heaven on earth what does heaven on earth look like take some time and daydream what would what would a fantastic life look like what if all all the resources had multiple choices so if any one thing crashed in our life it'd be easily replaced where we're sustained within a very local within five or ten miles of our house anything we ever needed this doesn't exist in the past within five or ten miles of our house whatever we needed would be easily accessible so it wouldn't matter what happened in the big collective I'm supported in the in the small collective in my community. That gives me a sense of rest, a sense of peace. And when I slow down and feel that ocean of peace in my being and know that I am safe as a divine being, and then the vision of my soul says, hey man, you're here to do some really cool stuff. And and you you tune into that excuse me, and bring it into manifestation, you taste that fruit, inspiration into action. You taste that fruit, and there's no going back. The old way of your ego driving your life is mundane. It's like, no, thank you. 
I, um, and I'm thinking, you know, to anybody listening, who's like, wow, I do have this thing in my heart. I've got something that's pulling on me and tugging me saying, you know, you should, you know, write that book or that screenplay, or you should go and, you know, help the children or help the animals or something. Right. And, yes. and for those people that are listening that are, cause you'll feel, you'll feel a struggle right there with that because the ego will struggle. The heart yes. is talking. So yes. is the ego. Uh-huh. And yeah, go ahead. Well, this, this book is for anytime there's a big change in your life. You're getting out of the military, you're graduating from college, you're going through divorce 2020 um, it, and it's a great check-in to make sure the cosmic two by four clobbered me because I was so incongruent with my life. Mm. This book is a great reality check of, of to look at, am I balanced between my heart and my head? Am I tuned into my soul? Because if, if you ignore that long enough, a cosmic two by four event will come along because yes. your, your soul wants to be successful in fulfilling the the reason you're here your life purpose yes i i agree with that i'm i'm thinking you know i sometimes call it, it, it the feather you know the uh, or the wall right you know like like your soul your spirit your your divinity is always trying to get your attention yes and sometimes it's like road signs it's just these little things but then boom you know, if you hit the wall or get hit by a cosmic two by four, or you get spit out of something, whether it's a relationship or a job, or you suddenly have health issues, you know, yeah. these to me are loud. I call them loud events that it's like, mm, maybe you should pay attention to that. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. Um, so can you talk a little bit about the new human being? Sure. The... To live in balance, to live in harmony with the divine idea of ourself, to quit resisting, to teach the ego to step back and really get anchored in our heart, to really um, clarify the vision of our life and learn how to feel confident and motivated to take action on the inspiration that, that is really an infinite well of inspiration within our being. You do that, and at the end of every day, you'll feel fulfilled, satisfied, mm -hmm. and happy because your heart, your soul, and your mind have been fulfilled that day. You know, you talk about this in the book to where um, we, we keep using the illustration of writing a book, but it could be anything to yes. where even if you're you're not writing the book today, if you just spend a little bit of time writing like write three or four sentences then that will begin the flow that's right uh-huh and at the end of the day you can say wow i was i i'm doing it that's right you know i'm, I'm and, not just talking about doing it and when flow happens you can become intuitive because you're experiencing something if there's no flow how can you be intuitive about flow so to even create <laughs> a trickle you know, to just start to fulfill that, you're gonna you're gonna create flow, and then your intuition will recognize it, and then you can hone it and ramp it up, and hone it and ramp it up, and pretty soon you're doing really big things, and it's really effortless the way it was designed to be. 
Well, and I'm thinking how very important it is to get the flow going at the end of this year, because a lot of people, you know, here in, in the Seattle area, you know, we, we were on lockdown for the whole year, right? And we're only just now starting to come out in the area where I live. And this is, this stagnates us oh, sure. it, horribly, right? Yes. And um, I'm like, get out in nature, go do something, ride your motorcycle, draw, draw circles on a piece of paper, do something that will begin to unblock you. And also um, just kind of reiterating what you said, really pay attention to those emotions and, yes. and, and think about harnessing that as energy right. that can really work for you. Yeah. Right. Um, we're, we're getting short on time, but I wanted to ask you, you know, we're, we're in such division right now. There's these extreme narratives out there and I don't want to get into that too far, but how do we come to terms with the many faces of humanity that we're seeing out there? Well, um, imagine whatever you're looking at expanded, in, in other words, exaggerated, and then ask yourself this question. Does this honor life? Does this support mm. life? Or does it polarize life? Does it divide life? To have harmony in our future, the choice of anything will be that which brings support, nurturing, um, to our to our human condition so when you look at a topic exaggerate the effect and it'll make it easier to decide what will support you i love that to support right yes, yes. yeah and that also is bringing to mind like i said your your book that my guess is les jensen his book citizen king citizen king uh, uh, a world where everyone is a king. It's a kingdom full of kings, right? Yes. Or queens, right? Yeah. yeah thing, absolutely. Right? <laughs> in, in equal measure, nobody above another. Right. Yes. So, uh, any last words and where do people find you and your books? Wow. Last words. Learn how to. <laughs> For today. <laughs> you can have me on anytime you want. I will. <laughs> um, Last, uh, food for thought, learn how to enjoy today. You'll be in fine form to enjoy tomorrow and thus in fine form to enjoy your whole life. So look for the joy today. Newhumanliving.com and in the shop there is a single click to my books where you can order it in any format you want or right from the publisher. I, I wrote a book for Given Sinner God's Last Savior um, if you've been told your entire life that God is the source of the really big power, how can you be a really big power in uh, your life? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Forgiven sinner, God's last savior can, can help you heal your relationship with your own divinity. Personal power fundamentals teaches you how to get that junk out of your trunk and, and heal your relationship with your emotions. And uh, lesjensen.com just uh, gives you some background to who I am and where my philosophies came from. Right. So thank you so much. Citizen King, the new age of power. My guest, Les Jensen. Blessings to you. <laughs>